Welcome to the Sales Mindset Podcast. My name is Dr. Dennis D. My name's Sam. And I'm Brian. We're just going to have a couple beers and have some uh, topics. Sam's going to ask me a question. I'm going to do my best to answer it. All right, so our question for today is, what are some common misconceptions with sales? Mm. Uh, where to start? What's that movie, Matilda? I don't know that one. It's uh, it's not it's not something that's relevant to mine. I think it's more of a uh, it was a girls movie, I guess. At some oh, I loved time. it though. Oh, you did? Okay. Oh, I did. No, I was a big fan. Oh, okay, okay. And what, her father was a car salesman, right? Mm-hmm. And a sketchy car salesman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ran back the, uh, the the odometer with a drill. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I think that's like the epitome of the negative stereotype of a salesperson, uh, and it's always cars. Mm-hmm. And here in Gainesville, unfortunately, most of the car dealerships, uh, you know, they, they do have a reputation, I think, because they're students here. But I went to one and I got one of those car salespeople. And this is after I started teaching sales. Mm-hmm. And so uh, this guy slicked hair back, like his hair was slicked back. He was like, please call me Mr. Bowtie Guy. And I'm like, do I have to? Like, why would I do that? <laughs> I'm actually going to call you Matilda's dad, so... Okay, okay, yeah. thanks. Um, <laughs> and just, you know, I think what it really comes down to is the salespeople in the past, if you will, you know, they just were looking to make a buck. And we're going all the way back, probably 100 years at this point, the snake oil salesman who literally was trying to sell snake oil that didn't actually do what it did. You still see that today. There are mm-hmm. so many supplements out on the market that don't actually do anything. And, you know, whenever someone's selling this stuff, it's like, what do you actually sell? And you, uh, TikTok. I see it a lot on TikTok, on fitness TikTok, because there's so many people out there selling all these programs, these fitness programs. You know, as a 47-year-old man, it's hilarious when I see some ripped 25-year-old who's never had a night, a t- traditional nine to five say, you too can have six pack abs. And I'm like, yeah, you have no idea what it is. Not saying you can't, but yeah. it's like, you're not really coming from the perspective of, hey, let's have a conversation. Let's fix what's going on here. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think that's what happens. It's, it's, so that's, that's the first is that, you know, there's this negative stereotype of, uh, the person that will sell you anything. Second, is the salesperson that talks a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think that's because that's what salespeople used to do. So a good salesperson should be listening far more than they're talking. They should be asking questions if they're doing it right. They're, they're making sure that their product's right for that person. And there's two stories I have about this. Uh, one story is... Uh, I was walking back from class one day. It was not a sales class. This was I was teaching a graduate marketing class. And two of the members of the class were actually in the football team. So, yeah, football players do take grad classes. Um, <laughs> and they're surprisingly smart, actually. So what they were joking with each other and me. They're like, so what else do you teach? And I'm like, well, my main thing here is sales. That's, that's my thing. And they're like, oh, so you teach a sales class? I'm like, yes. Like, this one guy's like, I would be a great salesperson. I'd love to talk. And because I know how teammates are, I'm like, actually, that would probably make you a bad salesperson <laughs> because you should be listening, not talking. And so, you know, they, they joshed with each other. But I remember at one point in time, I was in a situation where there was this old salesperson who was the salesperson. And I could tell that when I heard them speaking, I had not met them yet. 
but I heard them speaking out in the hallway and I'm like, oh, that's, that's, that's the sales guy because they were just talking so much. They were yeah. using everyone's first name ad nauseum. Mm -hmm. So it's one thing when someone uses your name occasionally just to make sure because people do like hearing their name. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it will definitely come off as inauthentic if you overuse someone's name. So Jordan Belfour in Wolf of Wall Street in the first situation where he demonstrates that he can sell. One of the things that really stands out to me is how much he uses the prospect's name. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's such a cliche because... It really only works on people who are not confident, who are, who you're trying to take advantage of. Smart yeah. people will, will it'll they'll flag it right away. Yeah. So those are the first two things that I can think of as misconceptions of good salespeople. It's mm -hmm. not just salespeople, but good salespeople. Uh, and I think the third is that more people do sales than people realize. It's just that because of that negative stereotype of sales, people don't call salespeople salespeople anymore. Yeah, um, one of the ones that I think uh, was just that people kind of used to think that salespeople are more like looking out for themselves, mm. and and to that extent they're going to be more deceptive mm -hmm. about their product and not really tell you everything. Mm -hmm. And what I've learned and and kind of what my ideal like what a salesperson is is really someone who's trying to help someone else. And like we talked about in the first sales podcast, really someone who's there to serve and help somebody. Yeah. So. That's that's what a salesperson is to me, but I know people out there who might have been burned by salespeople in the past yeah. and like those other, I don't know, very small stuff and just trying to get some money from them. Mm -hmm. And they think salespeople are deceptive and trying to just get their money. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and to kind of build off of that, it's only, I think that that idea of a salesperson who's exclusively looking out for themselves doesn't come from nowhere. And it used to be probably more effective than what it is now, but there's so many checks and balances through social media and whatnot. And that's a good thing in the sense that you can't just get away with something like that. And you can try to do it that way, but you're not going to make it very far. The way that I like to think of it, so like any job that you have, let's say you're starting a business, like I do real estate, and your primary job is lead generation mm -hmm. and then it's sales and it's kind of the same thing in a way but just like any other profession or any other trade where you're building a business if you're a doctor you are a lead generation specialist and you're a doctor mm -hmm. not to say that it's less important to you know be good at being a doctor but you're not going to have a business you're not going to have patience you're not going to get anything done if you're not having people brought on the door yeah and 99 percent of your future business, if you want to look at it totally logistically, if you want to not care about the world, it's going to be from referrals or from word of mouth or from people hearing about you. And if you're making a habit at pissing people off and making enemies, there's no way that you're going to actually build a business out of it. And then one of the things that I place like really highly that kind of builds off of that is like trying to be a generally good person. Like you said, like actually trying to help people Yeah. because now you're not just working for yourself. If you have a day where you're feeling stressed out and you don't want to work, you're not feeling motivated, but you're only looking out for yourself. So you're the only thing that's important. You're standing on just yourself. You're standing on your own shoulders. And if your shoulders are not stable that day, you just fall. Mm. Like nothing's going to get done. But if your mission is to help people and to build this business because you think that you're actually connecting people with what they need and you're making money out of it, you're no longer chasing money for money. Now you're chasing 
a solution or you're chasing an actual value or a service that you're providing other people and if you're feeling kind of stressed, you can feel good when you close a sale that day or when you work that day because you're like, I actually helped somebody out and I still made money that day and I still had it. Like I still did something important for my career. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, you're getting paid for doing something you love. And yeah. that's the thing is that if you have that customer focus, you know, sales is a component of marketing. And you know, we talk about all the marketing orientations and you know, there's that old production orientation of just sell as much as possible yeah. and, and eke out a living that way. But the modern marketer is really thinking about solving the customer's problems. And so hopefully, if you're a salesperson, that's what your focus is, is I'm here to solve people's problems. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a that's mm-hmm. a great why. That's a great reason to do that. It's interesting, there's so many people out there that are now saying, oh, ignore the advice of following your passion. But if your passion is helping other people, and at the same time your passion is making a lot of money, then you're probably gonna do well in sales if you join a company I think the company focus matters too. Join mm-hmm. a company that is also focused on doing right by the customers. You know, doing the customers uh, a favor, not a favor because that still seems self-serving, but doing something to make sure that the customers are getting more value yeah. out of the money that they're spending than the money happens to be. I think that's the the proper thing about an exchange. If someone's spending a thousand dollars, then they have to feel like they're getting two thousand dollars of value back from that in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, you're exactly. positive on the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if the company you're working for as a salesperson doesn't meet that requirements, you know, I mean, that's not a company I want to work for. Mm. I I mean, I need to work for a company that I know is helping other people and also being a benefit on the world. You know, I don't want to don't want to be putting stuff out there that's not it's not good for everybody else and. I I can't look somebody in the eyes and sell yeah. them something that's I know isn't going to benefit them and you know going back to like being deceiving and uh, selling them something like where you're talking about you're not going to get referrals you know I I couldn't lie to somebody and say like oh yeah buy this it'll fix everything yeah it's yeah. not going to but yeah yeah and if people are buying stuff from you just to get you out of their office then that doesn't make you a good salesperson yeah it just yeah makes you an annoying salesperson they're not going to come back to you when they need mm-hmm. to, to re-up on that particular purchase that's in um spin selling uh with rackham and it really just goes back to what you were talking about at the beginning that salespeople need to listen mm-hmm. especially at the beginning and really ask the correct questions to understand what the problem is and if you are in a company that provides uh, dynamic solutions, you know, where something could be different depending on the company, you know, offering them the correct solution after you understand their full situation. And after the sale. Yeah. What are you doing after Mm -hmm. the sale? You know, there's a company that I'm partnered with at the university, and and I know I spoke to you guys about the same concept, you know, making it about the relationship, Mm. being more invested in the customer than in selling the customer something. So that when the customer actually wants something, you're going to sell it to them if that makes sense. I will and definitely not sell someone, you know, my training products, I won't sell someone on being a sponsor to the program that I run if it's not right. And I actually had a conversation with a partner and like we need to downgrade you. You're you're not going to need that level of sponsorship. And that's that's what a true salesperson does is that the right 
product for you, even if it means losing a little bit of commission or losing a little bit of revenue. And even if you lose that revenue, you gain that trust. Yeah, well, that's and yeah, that's, the trust is going to bring referrals. It's going to bring the the return business. So when they are ready to hire, when they mm-hmm. are ready to actually use your product, you're going to be the first person. Even if you say go to the competitor, the competitor is going to serve you better. Mm-hmm. Now, I know there's probably some people listening to this right now. Like you're telling people to send themselves to the yes, send people to your competitors. Yeah, if it's the best thing because they'll trust you and even if they don't ever use you again they'll recommend someone to you yeah. mm-hmm. when they're like no why don't you start with these guys because if they're not good at least they'll tell you that they're not the right person for you at the point yeah that's going to be a much better outcome than if you provide them a solution that isn't going to fix their problem or makes the problem worse yeah right. sure so yeah the the common misconceptions any others that you guys can think of uh, not off the top of my head, no. I think one comes from networking, where I think that something that we're doing really well now, especially in college and in business schools and just like the way that we generally talk about business is the idea of networking. And the mo- they, it's, I heard it again and again from the minute I came into school on you know YouTube and other forms of entertainment and books that you read and whatnot, the idea that networking is the most important thing or one of the most important things that you can do as an individual to support your business or your entrepreneurial status or mm-hmm. if you're a salesperson especially. And it's absolutely true. Yeah. But I think when you hear, when it's told, I think sometimes it can be lost in translation where it means go and meet as many people as possible and be that the mm. button be the buttoned up you know business person who's like hello it's very nice to meet you uh, i'm brian what do you do for work and nobody wants to talk to that person 100 mm. percent of the opportunities that i've been exposed to or i've gotten are because i've asked and or they were my friend mm. and it was as simple as that it's like an actual friend and it gives a depth to your life as well, where I'm not going into a business conversation, and sometimes it is for a business purpose almost entirely, but also be just making friends with somebody. Like, oh, it's really cool, like, what do you do? And mm-hmm. learn about their business, and I feel like I'll actually learn something new about their industry or about their business, or it's about what they do with their life. If they need something personally, like they can ask me, or if, they need, if I need something personally, I can ask them. And then in down the line, say, oh, hey, I actually, I know uh, I just got this deal to do a website, Quinn, do you want to sit down and work on this website with me? Because I know that you do this stuff. Mm-hmm. Is it something that I actually know? Mm-hmm. And you lose a lot of that value, I think, if you come in inauthentic and you're all about the business. <laughs> Thank you, Athena. <laughs> Athena agrees there, for sure. There's our, our, our studio dog here. Yeah. Uh, I love what you said there. It, it is important about being a genuine friend. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can't go to a networking event and say, hey, how you doing? Great. Yeah, here's who I do, what I do. Yeah. Hey, how you doing? Here's what I do. Hey, how you doing? Here's what I do. Mm-hmm. Ask them questions. When someone says, oh, I'm, you know, my name is Robert and I work in selling widgets, you know, Instead of saying, that's great, my name is Dennis, I sell training courses, or mm-hmm. my name is Dennis, I'm a professor at the university, my response is going to be, tell me what you love about selling widgets. Yeah. Tell me what you love about working in the industry that you're doing. You're asking a reporter and, and someone says, oh, this is what I did the last week. And instead of saying, oh, well, here's what I did this past week. Yeah. Say, really, what, do you, what did you like so much about that? You know, what brought, what, where did you find out about that? You know, mm-hmm. Ask them and be interested in, in what they're actually saying. And 
And that's not be fake about being interested either. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. it's be genuinely interested. Interested, excuse me, uh, because I think a lot of people don't do that, and mm. people pick up on it so much easier than than they realize. Yeah, and that is one of the best ways to get someone to like you and be interested in you yourself mm-hmm. by asking them genuine questions about themselves, and that's highlighted in Dale Carnegie's book on how to win friends and influence people. Yeah, right. He, uh, <laughs> I mean. If you ask people questions about themselves, they're, I mean, they'll be much more open to you and then talking mm-hmm. to you more about everything and be interested in you as well and want to move forward and work with you. So that's one of the best tips that you can give anyone is just ask people genuine questions. Mm-hmm. And it's not about how many people you know. And I'm going to quote research. It was actually done by Steve Tufts where he looked at sphere of influence and sphere of influence is how many people you truly know, not, uh, not how many people you, you're able to influence, how many people, you know, it will come to you. Mm-hmm. Right. As opposed to just, Oh, I, I've met this person once at a conference a year ago. Yeah. You no, know, I've got 5,000 Facebook friends. What's that actually mean? <laughs> right. Okay. Well, that was a great conversation about, I guess we started with the misconceptions, but what it really means to be a salesperson. So, uh, thank you for joining us. For those of you listening and not watching, we're here enjoying a beer. So, uh, obviously don't drink and drive if that's what you're (laughs) doing, but, uh, happy to have you join us and looking forward to the next time. Thank you.